1: trash can cream cheese Conrad conradinho conrad also known as your resident six-time mls all-star and four-time mls best 11 and mls defender and humanitarian of the year wow. Podcast. alongside wow hollywood heath pierce who once played for chivas usa and hey. charlie the chuck wagon hey. babies, who tried to play for every mls team on the east coast before retiring he didn't make that happen but he tried and uh <laughs> what an <laughs> intro what an intro what an intro <laughs> Anyway, with MLS about to embark on its 28th year of existence this weekend, we thought it would be a good time to talk about the league and some of the changes they are making, like their new broadcast partner, Apple TV, the addition of their 29th team, St. Louis, and changes to the playoff structure after arguably the best playoffs of all time last year, which ended, as a reminder, with the best MLS Cup final of all time when the top seed in the West LAFC dramatically outlasted the top seed, in the East, the Philadelphia Union, in penalties after it finished 3-3, which we were all there for, actually. I think that's the last time. All of us were together in the same spot. Am I that that's correct, right? Chuck? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, w- w- one of us was inside of the, the the lines of like the VIP area that we all ran into each other. Ah,
1: that's right. It wasn't me. Can we, it, wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's the only one with mahogany walls. Yeah, it's Chuck weird. Chuck Wagon like,
2: if you looked at us, the three of us together from the 3252. We would all look like we were in the same section. Now, if you were looking at us from one section over, you would see there was a clear divide of, of security between where Jimmy and I were standing <laughs> and where, where Charlie was standing. But, you know, <clears throat> at least we got to see each
3: other.
1: We got to see each other. We took a photo. I think there was that that divide in between us. And maybe there's some security guards like pushing yeah. us away Heath, <laughs> yeah. no, from getting not, the photo. Not
3: at all. Uh, <laughs>
1: Not at yeah. But Commissioner but, uh, Garber talked to us for, for just a
2: a brief moments there, which was he nice. Did. Nice of him. I didn't see him talking to Charlie specifically. He came to the to the proletariat, the, the you know, the, the blue collars outside of the VIP area <laughs> the to have a little conversation. The blue collar boys, you know.
1: I love that. All right, all right. Before we get into your guys' thoughts on MLS, uh, I want to give a shout out to the U17s, the US youth national team. Our 17s outlasted Guatemala five to three Wild to put their game. ticket to the semifinals of the CONCACAF uh, championship, which means that they have qualified for the U-17 World Cup, which is a very big deal. Mexico also got to the semifinal. They're going to be taking on Panama, who got to the semifinal and booked their ticket as well. And we'll be taking on Canada tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, if you want to check it out. I want to give a shout-out to Kiro Frigoroa, who now has six goals in five games for us. He has been excellent. He plays for Liverpool's U-18s. We also have... uh, A couple other players that have been doing well. Paulo Rudasil plays for the Galaxy Academy. He leads the U.S. with four assists. I thought David Vasquez was very good against Guatemala. Plays for Philadelphia Union. Had a couple assists on the left side in this 5-3 game. That game was crazy, but we ultimately did what we needed to do. I don't know if you guys watched any of it, but Heath, uh, it seems like you did. We are amazing going forward, but uh, maybe didn't manage the game so well uh, on the other side. Obviously, giving up three goals. Hey, who cares? You know? Okay, what fine. do we want, Jimmy? Okay. What do we want? Do I'm we ju- want entertaining? Uh, uh, we have it. We you know, have it. We uh, have it. soccer
2: or not. Can't have it all, guys. You can't win <laughs> 5-0 every time, okay? The, if you look at La Liga, everybody's giving up a ton of goals, but they're scoring more goals than they're giving up if you're somewhere near the top of the table. So I, I like it. We'll figure out the rest later. You know, we'll turn some of those players that don't make it as attackers, which is what we were all growing up. We'll turn them into good defenders. You know, the old Jonathan Spector goes to Manchester United as a center back. Uh, When he was in the residency academy as a, as a forward, you know, that sort of thing. We'll figure it
1: out. Okay. And Chuck, uh, they're already saying, I'm just hearing these, you can confirm or deny if you've seen these as well, but Kiro Figueroa, uh, they're they're saying that he's going to be even better than Charlie Davies. I I don't know what you think about that, (laughs) but the the kid is on fire and he's scoring goals in different ways. And he's, he's awesome. It's fun to watch.
3: I I absolutely love it. Any youth national team player that is, has some swagger to him, has something different in terms of, of, of pace and athleticism and acceleration, and then is confident to do, drip, to t- do different types of dribble to get by players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, give, give me more. We need those types of players, creative players that are different than your typical standard uh, American striker. Hey.
2: You know what, though, Jimmy? It's just what what really sucks is he's a Nepo baby. In the same way that Charlie's twins are going to be Nepo babies that will just never know how good they really were because they're going to get fast-tracked to the national team because their dad is Charlie Davies. Uh, <laughs> and Charlie will be in some sort of role of power at that point. It's the hard part. Like, to judge these... I, I these, used to... I judge. Maynard Figueroa, a legend, is his dad. It's just tough to know, you know, like he." Yeah, but that's know. in
3: Honduras, not in the United States. Wow. There's a big difference.
1: Wow. Heath is throwing it out there.
2: Oh, that, he, he's part that, that of his gonna own gonna path.
3: Dude. He's carving his own all I'm path saying is That's gonna US. be the
1: new Claudia is what, what I'm yeah. picking up. Yeah, that yeah what that's
2: happened? what
3: he's trying to get.
2: Yeah, it <laughs> just sucks to know that we'll never know how good Charlie's twins are because they're getting fat. They 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 got the fast pass. You know what I mean? They got they got the, they got the dad. You know they got the dad who's dialed in and into you know get tentacles into to every part of the
1: soccer. <laughs> uh, you got I, lo- I love that that Charlie's trying to deflect, but we all know it's true. All right, yeah. not next topic before we get into MLS, U.S. Women's National Team. They won the She Believes Cup. We want to give them a shout-out. We want to Woo. give a shout-out to our sister pod here at CBS, Attacking Third. So make sure you subscribe and go listen to them for all the analysis on the U.S. Women's National Team. They do an excellent job. Lisa and Sandra are awesome to listen to, and they get great guests as well. I do want to say, and I want to get your guys' quick thoughts on, on the Women's National Team, because the Women's World Cup starts on July 20th, and it's in Australia New Zealand. The She Believes Cup was sick. It wasn't like they got some... some Whatever teams, they had Canada, they had Japan, and they had Brazil. They won all three of those games, and they only gave up one goal in the dying minutes against Brazil in the last one, so they're doing it on both sides of the ball. It was an
3: incredible goal, by the way, by Mila.
1: It was a great goal, and yeah. and uh, just a good cross to the back post. And Brazil, actually, I thought, hurt us quite a few times in transition, and that's something for them to, and Vlatko, the coach, to to pay attention to as we get into closer to the World Cup and at the World Cup itself. But I thought that Mallory Swanson, formerly known as Mallory Pugh, was a real revelation. She continues, not that she hasn't been on this trajectory, but no, it's one actually, thing to say She
2: hasn't been on this trajectory well, well, at well, the pace well, that she was. That's like, She was dubbed the next, and like she was almost not even, you know, a, a World Cup roster player. But now you're seeing what she's got to be in. Now about, she's yeah. not even I mean, in.
1: She's like starting. She's got to yeah. be starting. She's got four goals in these three games. She scored the game winner in each of them. And I just thought, wow, she, she, to your point, she's finally like reaching that potential. And it's very cool to see when a player does that and they start to yeah. feel comfortable with it and they start mm-hmm. to own and take that responsibility. So then Alex Morgan scored a great goal against Brazil. Nice to see her showing off her world-class ability. Roosevelt came back into the team against Brazil. I think the team is better when she's in it. I love Naomi Girma in back. She's 22 year old defender. She's a stud in the back line. So I, I guess I wanted to ask you guys, what kind of expectations do you think we should have as fans for the women's national team going into this? Because I feel like other countries are just getting better. And it's no no team in the history of the sport, men or women, have won three consecutive World Cups. And we won in 15 and 19. And it's going to be difficult for us to win it in 23, no matter what.
3: I mean, I think just all U.S. women's national team games, they have the target on the back. Mm-hmm. Just because they're carrying the trophies are carrying the, the the quality that they have. And so you look at some of the substitutes that came into the game yesterday. I thought the second half, there were some, some ups and downs, but they allowed Brazil to get back into the game. They gave them too much uh, of the ball, gave them too much space, but I really liked what I saw from Lynn Williams, like some flashes. And yeah, like, yeah, Okay. She's a getting back. She's um, she needs to get back to full fitness. And um, I also liked what I saw from Ashley San- Sanchez, just, Buzzing around, she's got um, she's got like that tenacity to her. Um, and so, she's
1: got some sauce, like she's creative. Yeah, yeah.
3: So I, I think just this group, they're finding themselves because it's almost like end of an old era, you know. You still have Megan Rapino and she's still quality, but it's definitely a new group, it's it's going in a different direction, and so they're still trying to figure out what are their strengths as a group, what what do they need to work on this is this team is still growing so i think heading into the world cup we have not seen the best of them yet which is which is a huge positive but they still have to keep taking it step by step
2: i my 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 only thoughts on this uh because i think charlie covered it and i and and i want to make sure that we give our all due respect to the attacking third who cover these comprehensively they they lost three games coming into the she believes cup and there was a lot of questions and we've been talking about it for years of like what is the passing of the baton how do you transition the national team because it's so unique and it's dynamic in terms of its its player depth its contracts the quality of players that that we have and like you just said Ashley Sanchez 23 years old new player in that's been sort of on the 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 verge for a couple of year now years now breaking in Lynn Williams a little bit later in in her career in terms of where she's at in the national team but a player that's still in her 20s and is contributing and I, and I just like the idea that that we're, we, we are actually getting the necessary minutes to, to transition into the next generation. And they're getting the results. They're going through tough times and that they lost three games leading up to this, but they're getting better as a team because there's a lot of discussion about, you know, is the midfield strong enough? Where are we going to win the battles? How is this team actually going to win a World Cup? And I think this did a good job of, just like they usually do, when all the criticism reaches its max point, showing everybody like, hey, we've still got it. We're working through some things, but we are not going to be anything but the favorites going into this next World Cup.
1: Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see as they, to your guys' points, is try to find their identity at the right time heading into the Women's World Cup. But it's going to be very difficult for them to win three. It would be very cool, though, if our women's national team were the first every country on either the men or the women's side to do that. And then obviously we're very hopeful to make that happen. Go follow the attacking third for more comprehensive coverage of the U.S. Women's National Team. They do a fantastic job. All right, let's talk a little MLS because there have been a few changes to a few things this year. As I mentioned, their 28th year of existence. Let's just start a little business stuff really quick because the, bl- the playoffs, I think, with the playoff format is going to be the biggest talking point here. But Audi renews as a, as a league sponsor. Uh, Adidas reups with a reported $830 million buy-in through 2030. RBC Wealth Management hops in now for an unreported amount. The Apple TV deals were $2.5 billion over 10 years. And the league's commissioner, Don Garber, just said this yesterday. We do need more teams. The 30th team will come at some point soon. Hopefully we'd like to get that announced by the end of the year. We're going to we say we're going to stop at 30, but the other major leagues are larger than that. I never say never in major league soccer. There are many other markets that are opportunities for us. I think San Diego and Las Vegas are the most likely opportunities for 30. He also mentioned Detroit, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Tampa as other expansion possibilities. Let's just touch touch upon briefly about this potential going over 30 now, which is the first time that I think he's said this. With this type of energy, Charlie Davies, what do you say about expanding?
3: Yeah, we need to expand, keep growing, especially if you're gonna have. But, but a, is that
1: a, do you want that to expand to like MLS one, MLS two, or
3: well, it'll eventually get there if you keep adding teams and, and every new organization that comes in, they're putting 300 million behind it. There's mm. a new, there's an infrastructure with that, a stadium and a training facility, all of these requirements to get an opportunity to come into major league soccer, the more clubs that have that, the more chance and likelihood that we could get to an MLS uh, promotion relegation type of scenario, but that'll never happen until we have enough clubs with that type of infrastructure, which will guarantee um, I think it'll guarantee a, a, a sense of, of, security for for these for these clubs to say guess what we're, it's not like we're dropping down and we're playing somebody who can't you know generate ticket prices who right, doesn't have right, a stadium right. yada yada you, you're still going to be guaranteed a certain amount of money every season so that will will push like everyone wants a a more competitive regular season right that's ultimately what we want so every well that's, matters
1: that's interesting that you say a more competitive regular season because it doesn't look like that might feel that way when we talk about the playoffs but Heath, just very quickly on expansion do you think we're going to get to 40 teams because there's easily 40 markets that could eventually get I mean, to that infrastructure that that charlie's talking about i could see
2: 36 for sure 40 i think we do get there eventually if you think about just the open markets that exist and the development of the sport nobody talked about half of these markets before they happened nobody Right. I mean, if you were in the know, you knew what the soccer fandom was. But when, even when you just think about the last franchise teams or expansion teams, you didn't think of them as as, you know, we think generally through the lens of major markets. But then you see how it's all playing out. Of course, there's room for for more teams. You're talking about San Diego, Sacramento, Las Vegas, and that's just on the on the West Coast. Right. and, And there's there's probably room for more out there. And so when I think about that, I think about 36 You look at the Bundesliga, that's 18 uh, in 1st and 2nd Bundesliga, 18 teams. Uh, Do I think that you eventually start to build a product? Because if you look at uh, League's Cup, if you look at... And I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking about any year from now. But if you talked about 20 years from now 10 years from now, where you're at 30-something teams, you've got multiple uh, formats that drive relevance throughout the year, right? Whether that's your League's Cup, whether that's your league play, whether that's establishing a a 1st and a 2nd division... Um, or sort, some sort of tiered structure, more, more or less going back to what we talked about, which is emphasis on the players to care about the competitions that they're playing in, right? If you care about every single game because it matters based on what the outcome is for you personally, then the team has to care, right? And the club has to care. And then the league has to care. And I think that all ladders into what I think could be uh, something potentially powerful down the line, as opposed to, we all know, we've been in teams where we just go... Real tough right now in July and August, but if we win, <laughs> we win three in a row. We're in the playoffs. We're back right. in the playoffs.
3: Right, but right. I'll add this though: the one thing that I can see. That is clear as day for all of us to see in Major League Soccer is the days when Jimmy were playing. You know, nineteen ninety six to two thousand two, two thousand three. Right? Yeah, during the Y two K. Yeah, yeah you, I did you, play Y two K during N1, Y2K, yeah. um, and one Y two K. Yeah. So Dude, those teams were good back then, by the yeah, way. you had to make the
1: eighteen man yeah. roster. I think you had think, to make the eighteen man roster.
3: I think Gumby was just released and Power Rangers. <laughs> <up. laughs> but. Coaches, Bar- barney could, was
1: dominating <laughs> television
3: <laughs> coaches could lose games and lose be be involved in losing seasons two three four five years nothing's happening mm-hmm. nowadays coaches are getting sacked in a in one season they give them maybe a season and a half the pressure is on the coaches which then puts pressure for them to to play the best players and, and make it super competitive because Every club wants to win now. That wasn't—I don't think that was the case. Let's say five years ago. I think the emphasis on winning and putting pressure on these coaches to deliver results, to get them in the playoffs, to get them in Concacaf mm-hmm, Champions mm-hmm. League—that pressure is also helping the players because if if you're not performing, the coach is going to bench you because he his job's on the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that that has been a big boost too to see that ownership groups are want to win and they want to win now. It's not. uh We'll give you five, six years because we're in no rush. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this real quick. I like to see that.
2: Uh, And I'll make, I'll make this a quick story on, on again, I don't want to go down the pro rail route, but when I had five games left in my first season in the Bundesliga, the club came in and said, we are doubling the team bonuses for everybody. If you stay in the league, Mm. like that's how big of a deal it is for everyone. Now that's what we talked about last podcast was incentivization. Now fast forward, uh we didn't stay in the league. But <laughs> but when you talk about incentivization and 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 that's not about players being like more money I'm going to try harder, it's about the players understanding the magnitude of the people in the front office are saying if this happens, we are in big trouble, right? We got to figure it out. Now there's a downside to that, which is financial implications and 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 all of the things that came with relegation, but at the same time there was this incentivization that came From the start of the league, bonuses, points uh, per point. You know, people had individual bonuses, team bonuses, and all that sort of stuff. You start to get to that when the league table itself has ramifications that if I am New England Revolution and I can move up two spots to finish the regular season and that's going to get me a gigantic check based on rights deals, based on whatever the league structure is, that becomes uh, an emphasis from the start of the season as opposed to, you know, navigating... uh, months of the season to make sure you get to the playoffs. And I'm not saying that's how everybody does it. I'm just saying it can change the magnitude. So I think there is some value to continuing to grow in the markets because you're building fandom, you're increasing the media value, you're doing all the right business principles, and then seeing what what presents itself down the line. And, And otherwise, okay, let me take it back a step and ask you guys. From a playoff structure, right, the big complaint right now is Well let teams get let me give
1: context. Let me give context first. So the new playoff format, so everybody knows 18 total teams of the 29 make the postseason. That's an increase of two teams per conference from the previous year. The most ever. Okay, yes. After and, and that first round now is gonna be eight versus nine. It's like a play in game. And whoever wins that will get to play the number one seed. That's that's the first quote unquote first round game. Then when you get into I guess now you have your final eight teams on each side after the playing game. It's a best of three series. Now I'm old enough to have played in best of three series back in the day when MLS did this, and and I actually didn't you had five mind seconds
3: it. to dribble up as well,
1: right? Yeah, right. Come on, dude. <laughs> and and no. then after that round, after that round of the best of three, it goes to the best the team with the best home record uh, is going to host, and that's it. It's a one single elimination game until you get to MLS Cup playoffs, and it feels like the best of three is being put in place to kind of eliminate potential upsets per se, but we'll get into that part of it first. To your point, Heath, that means that 62% of the MLS teams make the postseason. In other U.S. sports, 14 of 32 make the playoffs in the NFL. 12 of 30 make it in Major League Baseball. 16 of 30 make it in the NBA. And 16 of 32 make it in the NHL. So we have the highest percentage of all the major sports here in this country. And do we think that's a good thing or a bad thing? because I just want to say this I'm old enough to remember when baseball if you won the national league or you had the best record or you won your division that was it it was like you made you won your what division the other guy the other team won their division and then you played and the winner of that would take on the other american league and it was four teams and people are talking about and complaining about you know traditional fans here and that that I don't know man all I'm saying is
3: <laughs> do, you like, do you like the three game? Because you played in it. So do you, I, I I like the three game. Now, Philadelphia Union
1: manager coach uh, Jim Curtin came out and said that he liked the three game series because he remembered it back in the day. And you you played this same team three times in a week. Now, a lot of people didn't show up to that midweek game. But those games were fierce because you just kind of hated those guys by the end of the week. And you yeah. knew them. And there was some animosity that was being <clears throat> built up throughout it. And I remember that happening for us as well. When I played in those games. And so there is a part of it that I have. I have an emotional attachment to what those games meant. Can you get that to the fan base? Can the fan base feel the same way? I guess that's yet to be determined. But I think that's interesting that
3: they're going back to you. You would skip the second game like you would. So if you won the first game, you wouldn't try and end it. And yeah, you try to end it in game two,
1: but the game two would be away from home. So they knew that that was there whoever had the home game always felt like they had that, that slight advantage. They were going to have the fans behind them. But if you had that home game in midweek, it was tough to so necessarily would you, would, get the fans would your, to come out.
3: Would your coach rest players in that midweek? Like some starters in that game?
1: Yeah, well, that's that's part of the strategy that you have to take into consideration that you don't have to take into consideration if you have a one-off. Listen, listen, I have an emotional attachment to the three-game series because I think there's something fun about it. But I, I wish that they wouldn't do it. I know that they're trying to have more games, Heath. Mm-hmm for, 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 for Apple purposes and, and they want to have that, but that's a lot of goddamn teams that make the playoffs. Well, I, and there's something that I think, that I think like
3: makes sense. What's that? I think just a home in and an away makes sense. Yeah. We can there's, do a no need for a third game. If, if you're trying to, I, I guess, increase the, the odds that the better team will move on a home and away will do that. Right. right. You wouldn't need a third game to just, to justify that. If, you know, if uh, if the better team's gonna win back-to-back games, whether it's home at home and away, why even have the third? Because what happens? You can't draw, right? That's another thing. There's yeah, no, you can't draw. So if you win the first game five-zero, the second game you you draw, but you go into extra time and you lose, you have to play the third game, right? Right. But it should be, yeah. I mean, the fear uh, is better for it's me. That's just, <laughs> yeah.
2: Ace of them space says best of three only works in rock, paper, scissors. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like that, that just ah, uh, you know?
2: So, yeah. I, if you I were also, playing in it though, wouldn't you, if you were the fun. top seed I, I, and you're playing in it, wouldn't you go, <clears throat> I got three chances to win twice? I like that. Yeah, yeah, from that Listen, I enjoyed my time in the three game series. I thought it was fun. I'm saying as a player, you would like that, right? If you're yes, in the top I, I or right. even the bottom seed, you're like, I got three chances yeah, to win to,
3: two. Yeah, the upset. Like we, we got this. So so I don't know. It's interesting. I, I saw some
1: some talk about why would they do it in this round? Why wouldn't they wait? Because if you're a lower seed, let's say you're you're five, six, seven, eight out of the top eight seeds or whatever. Why not have the one, two, three, and four host a one game? And then the next round, you have your best of three because arguably you having the best teams play more games against each other, and that should make the product look better. And I thought that was an interesting take.
3: Yeah, I see, where I, I see where you're going with that because if because then, then
1: you'd have like a one versus two playing each other for over a three game series. What if they did seven games or one series? versus four or whatever? A <laughs> seven old, game series. Yeah, it's
2: the old hockey. Talk one, about five, drawing five, it out five, five seven. God you know? damn, that's that's crazy. They
3: that's do that best of seven. Yeah,
1: best of seven. That's insane. I remember when I
2: used to play video games, and you you had like hockey or basketball. uh, You could go in and select your playoff format that you wanted, and I would always go because you could gamify and just go one 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 all the way through. Otherwise, you would you had the option to go like one for for a wild card round or whatever, and then five 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 seven or whatever to get to Mm -hmm. the finals and seven game series. I'm like, oh, it's a lot of work for a video game. I'm just gonna go with a one 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 one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and what's interesting is. Jeff Reuter, uh, a friend of the show and and uh, works for The Athletic, he put this out as a tweet. I think this is interesting. He did some uh, back-of-napkin math. So let's mm-hmm. say that LAFC, we'll use them as an example, as the reigning champs. If they're going to make a push to try to win every single competition, you've got 34 games in MLS. you got up to six playoff games without the wild card game. You have five games to win the U.S. Open Cup because you enter into the fourth round as an MLS team. You have up to seven League Cups games. League, Cup, that's a lot of S's there. You have up to eight CONCACAF Champions League games. That's that's 50 to 60 games you could potentially be playing. And his argument was the rosters aren't deep enough to be able to compete in all these competitions. And so one of my big storylines for this year for MLS is what do you focus on? You might not have to focus on the regular season if 18 of the 29 teams make it, if you're trying to actually be viable at all these other competitions. Well, and, I'll, tell you, and,
3: I'll tell you one thing. And, and a couple, so what do you got you to raise the salary cap? You got to go find else. more players. <laughs> There's a What's couple of clubs time? that there's a couple of clubs that don't have a chance at, at any of them.
2: So <laughs> he's still looking at his calendar, going, "We'll be done by October." <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, we're just gonna maximize every competition and just play. Yeah. We, we're, we're not looking good at uh, at getting through to to any of these competitions. So
2: I think it's a tough <clears throat> a, a, a tough point right now. That I think it's a wait and see on League's Cup. I think the upside of that could be massive you know, again, I'm living in a dream world right now, right? Which is Leagues Cup becomes bigger and bigger and potentially has more more time of the season or has more magnitude. You start to look at more teams being added to the league. So what's the regular season mean versus the playoffs? But right now where we're at is still the fact that the most important part of the season, Major League Soccer, is the playoffs. And so you're drawing the most eyeballs. And you know that by the time you get to a final, because I still think that, we are a step away. And I, I I do think that many of the clubs, coaches, teams and owners are open to a national product by allowing the increase or opening of the salary cap for teams to change the way in which they, they recruit players, which I think creates a a more, you know, I, I always, I've I've said this to you guys a bunch of times. I don't like man city and what they stand for, but I watch Mm -hmm. them because it's entertaining. Um, and they're not my team, but I watch them, right? And you have that in most sports in the US, you have the loved and the hated or the beloved and the famous and the infamous because of the way in which they operate as a club, right? You tur- you tend to, with other sports to like or, or or dislike. And I think if you add all that together, we're in just this, we're in, in this inflection point that the next couple of years I think will dictate the amount of teams, uh, what the focus is, the size of or 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 the magnitude of of these alternative. Uh, tournaments that are happening. And and so I think we're just not at that point where we have all, I, I don't think we have the answers, right? Cause I think we're going back and forth on what we want versus what we're getting. And knowing that again, we're talking
1: about the next, you know, five, six, seven years. What, what could change? I think it would be sick to win the first ever leagues cup. I'm just going to throw that out there. I think that would be awesome. Uh, and, and I, if I was the coach of one of these MLS teams and had to navigate the high seas of how to prepare for all these competitions, I think League's Cup would be one that I would try to put a lot of focus on because I just think it would be a lot of fun to be a part of, of course. I think it's going to get a lot of attention. You're playing against opponents that you don't usually play. And I would put my focus there and then try to finish like 14th out of 29 and make a great run in the playoffs and and hope that I can at least have my second stringers, maybe get to the quarterfinals of the Open Cup before I have to start uh, committing some of my number one guys. And that's tough. It's going to be really difficult. So, Charlie, there's a quote here from Phil Neville who I think has been waiting. He's the, the manager of Inter-Miami. And he said, we've planned the whole season and we actually don't know when the season ends and how many games we've got after the regular season, which has now changed because they have the playoff structure at least. So for me, seven days out from the start of the regular season, we need to be better at that. My question is who is figuring it out? Is it Apple? Who is wagging the dog? That's that's a manager at MLS, okay? He also said something about promotion and relegation in the league. <laughs> and after this all happened, Inter Miami subsequently banned the athletic who reported all this from home games because of the timing and framing of the interview. And, and so, yeah, that's interesting. There's a lot to unpack there, Charlie. I'll let you go first on this. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Charlie. I'll be over <laughs> yeah. here. Take, you need me. Take it out. Uh, <laughs> take it out. Yeah, okay, you
3: got yeah. it. We put the muzzle on him, and then, and then we're yeah. going to shut down all media. Uh, you have no access for, for reporting this. I mean what what is there to say? Um, you you this is the league that you you signed up for. Uh, you got to deliver results. You have high expectations. and remember, Neville's a, the kind of manager who likes to play these mind games and, and cause distractions from from what's happening with this team. This team has high expectations. I mean the 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 fact of the matter is Lionel Messi, is still an option for this club, whether it's this summer or the next summer and talking to, um, Guillem who, who is in constant contact with, uh, Messi's camp and, and, and La Liga officials. So I, I just think that with Lionel Messi possibly coming, the expectations for him to deliver now to prove that he can manage this team in a way that would suit a Lionel Messi. Um, Or extremely high. The pressure's intense. And they just added Joseph Martinez. Uh, I think him and Campania, that's got to work. And you got to figure out how that's going to work. I mean, they had Gonzalo Higuain last year. In the beginning, it was a train wreck. And he benched him, which you didn't really expect a manager like Neville to bench Higuain, your DP, who is responsible for scoring all your goals. And it worked because he got the best out of him. The reaction from Higuain was was incredible because – he all of a sudden changed his tune. He worked hard. He stopped moaning, and he started scoring goals. However, their quality wasn't high enough. The defensively, you still have a lot of question marks that still exist today. They added a center back. They should be better. But I think he, he's he got a lot going on, and so this is part of the the distraction ploy.
2: Jimmy, an absolute masterclass of Charlie to not answer your question and just go straight <laughs> into the tactics of the team. That's come back. That's why with he's a it. Nice, with a beautiful little button saying it's a distraction play as he started with it hey, and then ended with the He's a pro. We got a pros that pro is here. One of the best. That hey, was one of the best. That's I've ever why he's seen. on that side of the yeah. fence, Ethan. Oh that's why God. we're on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> Jesus, hey. huh? The
3: guy I should run for it. office. Hey, ask me <laughs> he how I feel here. I, I agree Charlie with whatever Darius. Charlie does. <laughs> hey, vote for Charlie. I've been, I've been in this game too long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying?
1: man. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take our first and only break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, though, we're gonna highlight some of the key matchups in the first weekend of MLS. We're gonna talk about our favorite and least favorite MLS jersey that have dropped. This year, we're obviously going to get into the Americans Abroad and games for you guys to watch this weekend, so don't go anywhere.
0: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: I want to remind everybody that not only does Paramount Plus and CBS have March Madness, they also have the Champions League. And don't miss a second of the action from the greatest club competition on earth, the Champions League. Follow the biggest stars from the world of soccer like Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, Karim Benzema, Neymar. I know a couple of those guys playing the same team. Victor Oseman is killing it for Napoli and Erling Holland. As they try to clinch the most prestigious prize in the game, you can stream every match from the Champions League and Europa League and Europa Conference League live only on Paramount Plus, and you can try one month free with the promo code Advance. So make sure you go and do that. And welcome back to In Soccer We Trust, everybody. I'm Jimmy Conrad, alongside Charlie Davis and Heath Pierce, and we are doing our little MLS preview. We got some storylines to talk about. We have some games to watch. We got El Tráfico. Got the Galaxy taking on LAFC. We'll start there. The Planet at the Rose Bowl. Could get up to 80, 90,000 people, maybe even sold out to get up to 100, which would be pretty remarkable and very exciting for both of those clubs. So let's talk about our first storyline here, which is can LAFC repeat again as champions? And Heath Pierce is someone that has worked for LAFC in the past and has covered them he has quite a extensively.
3: LAFC tat on his arm.
1: He does. He does. I think he's got it, like, on his lower back. But that's cool if you've One's got a it supporter
2: shield. Uh, it's an actual shield. And then the other one, because that's, <laughs> that's for the fan in me. And then the other one is... Can is, they do it again? Is, is, can Steve Chirondolo
1: oh, no. do it again? John <laughs> Thornton, can they do it again?
2: I mean, you just go and you look at these, uh, the season, and the importance of... Again, when you look at... I, I go back to Seattle Sounders, right? And the fact that they've won everything, I think there's something to that for... LaFC to look and say, okay, we won Supporter Shield, right? Uh, we've been close in in Concacaf Champions League. Uh, we've won the league now. We won the MLS Cup. Uh, you look at the other competitions as you start to fill that out. Of course, you want to repeat, but you know that like that's a really long journey to go and do that. Especially with you know, hopefully they avoid some of these these playoff ramifications. But but you you look at some of that and you're like, that's a long journey. And you start to say, how do you actually fill out that trophy cabinet? And if there is a priority on Leagues Cup or, or 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 Champions League or whatever, so I think it's it's still certainly the favorites in terms of the quality that they have, the team that they have. They're going to be tough to beat at home this entire season, I guess. But repeating, I think that there's less of a chance of them repeating than somebody else winning it. Maybe that's just simple math, but like um, they're still they're still probably the early season favorites to to do well, though.
1: Okay, and how about their adversaries in the final chuck since you played for philadelphia union do you mm-hmm. think they have a chance to get back to the final and then potentially win a trophy which has been eluding them for so long i know they've won supporter shield but like mls cup or an open cup You the union yeah the union
3: the, the union do have uh, an opportunity just because of cohesion and they have a quality squad um because cohesion doesn't always work if, in, in the case of Chicago Fire, they basically went with the same team and they weren't good enough and they lost their best player to Aston Villa. So I think Chicago Fire, just because of that same reason, they're going to be down. I think the union are still going to compete. And for LAFC, they added Aaron Long, right? So they're betting on Aaron Long being getting back to his best with LAFC and their style of play, considering that they want to keep the ball and it's not just helter-skelter we're going to press and, and not really – play a beautiful possessions type type style um, attacking and dynamic. So I think with that being said, and they lose, they don't really have a number nine. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be as strong as they were last year, this LAFC side. So, okay. I mean, the, tr- the transfer window is still open until April 24th. So they could still bring in a top player up until that point. Although I think it's highly likely. I think that player will come in the summer, so I think up right now until they add another number nine um, and they don't have a goalkeeper right now, I think John, John, John McCarthy's, the, the backup is starting. So I think with that being said, they will not be as strong as they were last year. Um, and, but they're and, still
1: the favorites, I think. They're still so favorite. both, both of these teams are, I think, the favorites going into it. But, and Philadelphia take on Columbus Crew at home this weekend.
3: But with, with LAFC playing the Galaxy, I think the Galaxy are going to be drastically improved from last season, I think because at center back and center mid, that was kind of a, a problem for them at, at the start. They added Mavinga. So Greg Vanny said, I'm going to bet on Mavinga being his best with, with the galaxy. And he was going with, uh, going Mickey
1: Pooch, who now yeah. settled in, right? He Incredible. knows. He going. Yeah.
3: I think, I think he had a lot of issues off the field last year, Mavinga that he was dealing with. So I think going to LA, change of scenery back reunited with his coach. Um, with Mark Delgado and Gaston uh, Brugman in front the, of the back four, that to me, I think they're going to be improved.
2: I did an MLS test game, by the way, of of uh, Toronto and 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 LA Galaxy, and Toronto's potential is there. But when you looked at LA Galaxy, and again, you talk about that cohesion with Philadelphia Union, they're just a step ahead in terms of, you know, the quality of the player. Uh, Memo Rodriguez also joining that team and fitting that style of play, possession base. They just look really clean and good. Like mm. they look far so much further along and ready to start a season than, than Toronto did um, at that, at, at that point of, of uh, that was literally a few days ago. So, um,
3: so in so, so, speaking of Toronto, cause I think they're going to be one of the most improved teams in, in the entire league, because if you add Sean Johnson, goalkeeping was atrocious, absolutely atrocious last year. So if you add Sean Johnson, then you add Matt hedges on top of that. Cause their center backs are poor. Mm-hmm. They have to already be in, in a different position heading into this season than last year. And you still – you're looking at a front three, uh, Bernadeschi and Insigne now have adjusted to the league. And then you bring back um, uh, Diamande from his days at LFC with Bob Bradley. That, to me, seems like they're ready for for, for a, a run at the championship.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, just real quick on 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 them that the issue that that I saw with them is they're they're still working through how they're going to to be good. They sat pretty deep in their blocks. They countered decently well without any real success. Um, but for Bernadeschi and 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 Insignia, you could see the quality of just like if they sit so, sort of like La LaFC can do, where they spring out with a few players on the counterattack. They were they didn't convert on it, but they got down into the box quite a bit uh, with that with that type of system. And again, they, almost an entirely brand new back line outside of um, blanking on his name, the young, the the Canadian international right back. Um, and so they've got a lot they've got a lot to work through in terms of incoming players to get on the same page. Uh, and you just hope that they can they can figure that out sooner than later uh, because, you know, you give up points too quick in, in, in the name of 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 sort of cohesion and you can find yourself pretty deep in the table early on in the season
1: or you're just going to make the playoffs anyway right Heath? that's the joke <laughs> but I, the, what i'll say though is we look through all the teams and there's 29 now we want to talk a little bit about st louis because they're the newest team in the league but man there's some great storylines all the way around you got tiago almada 21 year old first mls <laughs> first active mls player to ever win a world cup with argentina he had six goals and 12 assists last year atlanta a little bit on the down and outs. Can they rebound? Joseph Martinez, Jimmy, go, plays for Inter Miami. Can he get some revenge and show Jimmy that he's still healthy? There's so I, many I,
2: great stories and narratives. I, I saw a piece of content recently where they're asking the players most famous. I think it was today I saw it, and they asked him, and he was like, uh, "Who's the most fam- famous number in your phone?" And he was like, "Messi." And it was just like a nice flex. Like, would you call him? And he's like, "No, no, no, it's a group chat." But I was like, "That's
3: wild,
1: dude,
2: that
3: that kind
1: of wild, dude." That is wild. Yeah, must be nice to be. I'm, I'm, I'm curious,
3: right Jimmy. How do you feel about SKC this year? We still need a
1: number nine, you know. Uh, what? I, I, well, Alan Polito's there, but he. What do you mean he, we, Jimmy? What do you mean we? Well, you, I, you don't represent Chivas USA. Well, yeah. Well, that's LAFC now, right? That's,
3: <laughs> that's Chivas 2. USA 2.0 you, you, you don't. You don't think Agada's the guy?
1: I well oh, no. Listen, I I think that we have, I like I'm I'm a big uh, Shalloway fan as well. Like there's pieces in place there, but. You know, once we didn't get Cristiano Ronaldo, it all just went down. <laughs> but but uh, if Polito can stay healthy, I think that will help a lot. And they'll, they'll be, we they have options. I just, I'm cautiously optimistic like I am every season. And um, I, I'm going to be a little bit more wait and see on Sporting Kansas City. They're away to the Portland Timbers this weekend. I do want to give a shout out though to the Timbers who I think have one of the most exciting signings. Uh, Evander, who came from Michelin in, in Denmark, has Champions mm-hmm. League, Europa League experience. I think he's no, a hell like of a ten, player. It's like $10 million or something they spent on him, right? They spent a lot big? on him. And uh, 24 hella, year old. Hello money.
0: He, hella, um,
1: hella dough. A <laughs> lot. And, you know, he's replacing Diego Valeri in some capacity of like being the club's new number 10. And uh, I'm very, very curious to see how he does in particular. So I'll be get my eyes on him, but speaking of all this, we can get into every team and we don't, the podcast isn't long enough to make that happen, but let's talk about something that everybody wants to chime in on. That is the jerseys from this season. And Heath, Mm. you said it before we Mm. came on and I'm Mm -mm. just going to repeat it here. Heath Pierce said that whatever you think about the jerseys, this is probably the best crop we've had ever in MLS history. And I think I'd have to agree with it. Like there are some, there's some Mm. ideas. There's some creativity here. And so uh, Heath, I'm going to go back to you on this, give you the floor. What's what's okay. like give us your top 3 and then maybe one that you think's an absolute dud and then Charlie you'll be next.
2: Yeah, so from a traditional standpoint, like traditional kits, I really like Toronto FC's just stripes. I like the colorway of that. Just that's from a traditional standpoint. It's not my number 1, but I'm looking at it right now cuz it's on the screen. I just I like when you do something well with with a traditional kit, it doesn't always have to be an art piece, and I and I and I and I and I ride with that. And then uh, I like LA Galaxies as well. I just like the colors around the collar and the sleeves. I mm-hmm. think that really looks nice. Also, going away from Adidas under the three stripes, I think is a super clean look on all the jerseys, right? So if you remember last year, it was a smaller three stripes, I believe it was smaller three stripes, and then the the lowercase spelling, uh, which is how you spell the brand, Adidas underneath it. And I like, I like the confidence of just a three stripe. It doesn't, it just, Mm -hmm. I think it blends well into these jerseys. So the LA galaxy one, and then I'm, I'm, I'm really torn. I like, I like LAFC's uh, attempt. I like Philadelphia union's attempt, but I'm going to, I'm going to probably go Northern lights with uh, Minnesota. I just,
1: I, I like that. Um, and, you do, there's some complaints that they didn't finish the jersey. Would you have liked to have seen it like yeah. all be that colorway? I mean, it was like it was like one of those rounds of feedback
2: with an artist where he's like, "Well, that's going to cost you if you want another round of <laughs> feedback." Well, like, is like
1: the well, half price. Which is like fine, just be done with it.
2: Then. It can't so be he, the whole he, thing
3: because yeah. it's, it's it's the it's the northern lights, it's the sky. So it's what, a, a port. It's got to be just that portion.
1: What, what I, what I like about the Minnesota one is they don't. And I heard this from from somebody that uh, is involved with the club. They had to fight really hard to not get the the crest. There, they just have the logo, the loon. It's clean, and it's clean. I, I like that. I think the yeah. crest would have been too busy, and I think they made the right decision by leaving the, Again, the crest from, out. But from Agreed. a branding standpoint, that's a big move to go outside of to minimize know, it.
2: Most most brands live within a circular or an oval or a square crest, and they don't manipulate that at all, right? In the same way that, like Adidas, generally outside of originals, you never see them break the three stripes and the lines. There's all these like brand guidelines, and to, and to go
1: outside of that.
2: It just makes it look Looks really better. clean. Yeah. yeah,
1: it does. It does. Mm-hmm. And then, and then did you have a dud in there? Heath, what was your dud? Let's um, it, 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 it Maybe throw up the, yeah, the if, big if, one again. If, if,
2: if, if I'm, I, Producer Des, if you throw that one, uh, the original uh, of all the logos on there, otherwise I can, sc- I can scroll there through. You, go. On, you on can see them one. all there together. Um, <laughs> just uninspired. <laughs> I would say, you know, and this is not a shot at uh, my old, my the team that currently holds my rights hostage in Orlando city. Orlando's was a little <laughs> little underwhelming um, for me. Um, that's probably the one that I would I would go with my my biggest dud, at least of that that particular one that's on there. Just a little bit too plain for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 the that's the one the one dud. I'll let you guys. I, take, I, take I will it say that I like duds.
1: that. There's outside of the St. Louis away one, the white one. I like that there's some type of movement in most of these jerseys. I like that, Charlie. I don't. I don't know which one. By, by, by the way, by the way, the, I, what,
2: what I will say is that should get on there. And if one of you guys don't put it, and Jimmy Johnny Cash was from your era uh, when you when you were a kid growing up. And yeah, so we have the same the, initials, baby. Yeah. What's up, yeah, JC? Exactly. Rest uh, that that jersey, just the branding around that jersey, the announcement, that just yeah. all of that in itself. Like it's not my favorite jersey, so to speak. But it. it but that. Releases.
1: Like a Johnny it's Cash really edition, rad. right? That you're that yeah. you're partnering with a, a yeah. legend like that. Yeah, I think it's sick. smart, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Charlie, what about you? Top three in your your bottom yeah, one? yeah. My,
3: my and and I, I uh, one I want to the say prophecy. there comes yeah, yeah. the oh, gosh, here preface. We go. Okay, <laughs> I really like Philadelphia's, Colorado's, Charlotte's, and Nashville's. Okay, I even I I I like the Revs too. I just like that plain red sash across. Mm-hmm. But my three favorite. Are TFCs, Minnesotas, and the Galaxies. Okay, but I, the Charlotte the Charlotte one is clean because that brings me back to the Charlotte Hornets days with Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson, Grandmama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alonzo yeah. Morning. but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, the mental health one with, with Colorado Rapids uh, centered around. I mean, mental health that that's clean. Um, look at that. I, that's a clean kit. We're looking I, at I, I like it. Right so everybody
1: listening, we're looking at the Charlotte mm-hmm. one.
3: There, there's not too many misses, right? The, the the ones that are bad are bad, but there's not too many you, misses.
1: So, so I've heard from the sporting Kansas city people and they're pretty upset that they have kind of the same thing that they've had before, except the, the little hoops are thinner, mm-hmm. but there is a cry for maintaining and having an identity. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and trying to like AC Milan doesn't change their Jersey. You know, it's all pretty stock or let's mm-hmm. go national. Well, they do a third kid well, or an
2: alternate. Well, yeah. Right. Jimmy, probably. The, the yeah.
3: problem is uh, there are a number of clubs who have, just got it wrong from the beginning, so they're they're trying to find their identity. <laughs> so if you don't have an identity, you you got to experiment and and find it, even though you've had a Change bad one for Change a while. Change the bait
2: on this hook and cast it back out and see if we get get a little fish on the. You audience, know, it doesn't so. mean
3: that doesn't mean you got to keep your bad one. You got you got to go out and find a new one. So you, there's a lot of swings and misses, right? Until until you you find one that that catches. So there are a number of clubs who have had a an identity, but it, it's been a bad one right? So you're trying to get away from that. And there's been a, a, look how many clubs have rebranded. And even with the rebrand, they still didn't get it right. You might, it was the right time for the rebrand, but maybe the rebrand still isn't, isn't hitting the way that you probably thought it or wanted it to within the community or for the supporters. So I think with these jerseys, you're, you're trying to get that back, right? It's every time you can release a a new kit, it's like, all right, guys, guys, this is it. This is the one that's gonna stick. Here we go. Yeah, and I, then people aren't really feeling it.
2: I, I will say that when I played for the Bradenton Academics in PDL, <laughs> uh, we had what a name more yeah more Oxy, jerseys. Oxy, it was a Oxy. you know it was Nike. It was Nike at the time. We had more jerseys than any club I ever played at in terms of our variations. We had every color, every one. We had sick designs. Like I, we may have worn a new style of jersey
1: for every single.
3: Academics uh, with a K, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I absolutely love that. All right. Yeah. So that is it with the jerseys. That's going to be our coverage for. Jimmy, MLS what, for you, what right about now. what were yours? Yeah. Oh, are you going to go did, with mine? Yeah. Right, can yeah. You throw it back obviously. up. Des,
2: throw it back up. he trying, trying, trying to, to, to walk the, out. He's out. trying to do the political. He's trying to walk out. out the back. Yeah. Oh, walk you should out the talk, door, Charlie. We already heard what
3: you. He said, all right, guys.
2: We already heard what you didn't say. I
0: don't
1: like the. So I like St. Louis's home kit. Okay. The pink kit. I don't like their away kit. It's pretty plain white. Doesn't do too much, and maybe they're gonna sprinkle some surprises for for year two. But in year one, a little disappointed. Yeah. We well, can't have all like you it, can't it have all you can't, you can't have, have all bangers.
2: Chaotic bangers. When you when and then every week when like a team comes, you're like, well, man, how does like your blue, pink, and yellow match with our, you know, like <laughs> white, pink, purple, and blue? And you're like, that's you know, you gotta have okay. something that Fine. You, can actually, you gotta have a standard. Wear, okay, you know? all right, except okay. for refs. All right, they I'll accept that. Nothing. Doesn't mean Re- I,
1: I like it. So so I will say I like the cherry blossom of D.C. United. Mm-hmm. I know there had been uh, some that had already existed. I think D.C. Scores, an organization there, was helped made by Olive and York. Love those guys and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's nice to see that the cherry blossom was adopted by D.C. United. Maybe maybe the blossom could have been popped a yeah, little bit more with the pink. If, if I'm nitpicking.
3: That, Jimmy, 100%. I love the idea of it, but I think right. the execution on this jersey is not good. It's not good Okay, enough. okay. There's yeah. something I like about the Chicago Fire.
1: I, I, I think that they're, I like the, uh, the mental health stuff in Colorado Rapids. I, I like the movement there. I like the creativity, the thought behind it. Really purposeful. I like Charlotte's. I think it's really clean. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta United really leaning into former Metro Stars and AC Milan colors, trying to go back to what helped them win their first trophy. So going back to yep. that, I think is, is smart. Uh, but I like the Galaxy. Can't get away from that one. I like that one a lot. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the Seattle Sounders. I know that you don't like it, Charlie, because they're going with red and that's not their color scheme. Yeah. But I like that it's kind of a one-off, very similar to the Johnny Cash thing in Nashville. It's tied into Bruce Lee and and part of their heritage heritage and, and their link to to Bruce Lee and his mm-hmm. and his link to Seattle overall. So I like that they're paying homage to him and, and something that. so could I like you, the Seattle. Could Seattle's you not do, that could be like more of a third kit though? Instead yeah, of a, like a second I,
3: kit. I'm I'm the biggest Bruce Lee fan. My dad grew up on uh watching these like martial arts films and he uh, naturally i have to sit there and watch it too then then you get hooked i love bruce lee but could you not incorporate bruce lee with with your own colors though you know that's what i'm thinking. right right
1: right
2: right um
3: so that that one just feels off to me i i love the idea of it but i just think okay it just feels it. off when you're like I wait seattle nah see they have an identity and you want to stick with that identity portland timbers have an identity you want to stick with that underneath. That is who they are. I think are. it's
1: a third kit more
3: than yeah. a second
2: I, kit. I, I will say that this is the first year, though, that if I got a box of all MLS jerseys, there's very few that I'd be like, giveaway time. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, these are the It's It's, it's like it's a, I think it's next next level in terms of where they're where they're going. Again, the brand guidelines and all that stuff and where they need to go and, and all that into the future. Big that's step in the right direction. Out. Big
1: step in the right direction. All right. We're going to stop it there for MLS talk. Let's get you guys caught up on all the big games for Americans abroad that we are going to be watching this weekend. Guys, I'm going to whip through this and you can choose which one you want to talk about. We got Leeds versus Southampton. So imagine if Jesse, had taken the job, he'd be going up against his former club right yeah, it's now. It's called but, must uh, win. But yeah, he, he should have done that
2: NBA ten day contract. You know, he should have. That would have been amazing. Going,
1: let me just have this one. You just know, let, let me have. This it, and then <laughs> let 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 that me would have, have been ridiculous. One. But Javi Garcia uh, is appointed as the Leeds new boss. Can he save them? He helped Watford. Uh, do some special things back in the day, kept them up and all that good stuff. So, this is a relegation six pointer. It's a big one for Leeds, and obviously, our Americans there. We have three of them. You got uh, Fulham versus Wolves. So, you got uh, Jedi Robinson and Tim Ream. Jedi now, apparently, according to Fabrizio Romano, Newcastle's interested in him. Inter Milan is keeping tabs on him. Manchester so, be to see. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of teams that are interested in Jedi Robinson. So, we'll see what that means for him. It doesn't look like it'll happen. Well, maybe in the summer, obviously. And then we have. Uh, the EFL, the League Cup final, the Carabao Cup final between Manchester United and Newcastle. There's no US Men's National Team players, but I am friends with Sean Longstaff and I'm a Newcastle supporter, so I'm hopeful that they're going to win their first trophy. But yeah, Lawrence Carey is playing with goal. Who? He, who? Who
3: are you friends with?
1: Sean Longstaff.
3: Oh, Okay.
1: Yeah. Start. He should
3: be. He, scored he dropped something. The, I. I didn't. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I've got a personal tie in there. I hope he does well. Okay. But uh, but Loris Carius is in goal. The last time he played for an English club was in the 2018 Champions League final when he made mistakes against Real Madrid uh, for and Liverpool did not win it. And then uh, he hasn't been seen since. We got Valencia versus Real Sociedad. Must win game for Valencia as they edge even closer to the relegation zone after they lost to Hittafe on Monday. You got Celta Vigo versus Real Valladolid. So you have uh, Luca De La Torre taking on Kyle Lahren. And then you have the old firm. You got Rangers versus Celtic. You can see that on CBS Sports Network on Sunday. That's potentially four Americans. You got Tillman and Sands versus Cameron Carter-Vickers and Johnston, and uh, who's actually Canadian. And so I don't know what you guys wanted to, to dive into. Which game were you looking forward to the most? Go ahead, Chuck. Keith, Chuck.
3: For me, it's Leeds. Just, just because... You know, Brendan Aronson is playing with the U twenty ones. He's trying to build his confidence back up. You have Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney playing together in the midfield. The club is kind of in a in a in a traumatic period, I'd say, because you let go of a, a manager who was kind of promised, uh, I think, a couple of seasons at least um, to to build the culture and change the the narrative around Leeds, and he's gone. A lot of the player he brought in a lot of these players, so now it's trying to figure out how do you survive. And then some, you know, a player like Weston McKinney is, what's my future look like? Because if Leeds goes that Leeds go down, he's not staying. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's one of those moments where they realize that this is a must-win. If there's ever a game that's like a cup final, that this is it. You, you you need to win, or or you're getting relegated. Chances are you're get you're done. So. Um, I feel like that's the game yeah. of of the Americans abroad to focus on.
1: Okay, that's going to be a good one. How about you, Heath?
2: Yeah, I'm actually. I I regret letting Charlie answer first because that's the same game uh, <laughs> uh, that, that, that that I'm watching. It's just it's just got the most relevance to to my interest right now, and and obviously, you know, every moment matters for multiple uh, USMNT stars. So um, that's where I'm looking. Okay, though, now- uh, unless I got to watch. Uh, Brendan Aaronson play in the U21s version of... of oh, dude, matchup. come on. Mm-hmm. Brendan Aaronson mm-hmm. just took a stray from uh, Heath Pierce here. No, I'm saying I support it. If that's where he's got to get his minutes, so be it. You know, I'll watch him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be watching the EFL Cup, as I mentioned before. Marcus Rashford, though, is on fire. I don't think Manchester United is going to let this opportunity slip, but I'm hopeful that Newcastle can do something special. Also, Leal's going to take on Brest in League 1 on Friday. We get to see more Timo Weah at left back if you want. So if you're looking for your fix for Americans Abroad, that'll happen on Friday. I do want to see the old firm. I actually want to go to an old firm at some point. It's on my bucket list, and to Mm -hmm. have a couple Americans playing for both teams is pretty cool. And then I want to see how Valencia and Yunus Musa do with their backs against the wall, against a very good team in Real Sociedad, Mm -hmm. because Valencia's whole situation is a bit of a dumpster fire. So we talk about Weston McKinney and those guys potentially getting relegated. What happens to Yunus Musa? and his yeah. si- situation in future if Valencia get relegated.
3: we got to get Cameron Carter-Vickers on the show too. We, we should. I, I feel like – Are you flexing? People...
1: You know him, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody mm-hmm. – People listening like, can't no. see your facial reaction, but it was Game amazing. Jeez,
3: <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying I think we should get him on and have have, have him talk about just his experience with, with the, at the World Cup and just in Scotland because it seems like he's redefined um, his, his – his playing style at, in at Scotland in Celtic, um, so it would be good to hear what he has to say and, and kind of what his his future looks like in in his mind. All right, well, let's get to
1: final thoughts. So I'm going to make this a prediction. Who's winning MLS? Heath Pierce. Who is winning MLS this year for you? Oof. Oh man, I'm. I'm that's, gonna, that's our final thought, uh, gonna, and then we'll I'm let everybody gonna, go I'm and gonna, enjoy
3: I'm gonna, the weekend. I'm gonna why why don't we Why don't we go? go why don't we just go? get Who's going to win each game? We'll go. We'll go down the list. To, for this this weekend? Yeah, pick, we'll, we'll go pick them. A pick them? Yeah. Okay, we got to be quick on the pick em. Yeah, we'll do quick. Okay, hold, fire, on, hold right. on, Let me
1: get it up. Let me get it up. I got
3: okay, it up. So, okay. Get, okay. All right, I'm great. Nashville at Nashville home to NYCFC. Nashville. Nashville.
1: Nashville. 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 Nash- Handy Mukhtar, thank you very much. This guy's a beast. Yeah, MVP. I'm, going,
3: I'm going Nashville too. Okay. All right. Atlanta home to San Jose. ATL.
1: I'll say, I'll say draw because I'm a former Earthquakes Whoa. player. But I, I think ATL probably Disgusting.
3: win. <laughs> Be Lucho, real. Lucho,
1: At- Atlanta.
3: Uh-huh. Luchi, Gonzalez
1: is in charge of. of Miles, Miles Robinson is back. Tiago Almada, He's yeah, the star okay. now. I, I get it. I get it. All but right. I'm going to go with lucci Ball right now. I think he gets a draw.
3: Charlotte home to New England Revolution. Ooh. Can you go I'm, first
1: as a as a homer yeah. for the refs? What yes. do you saying?
3: As a homer, I'm going draw.
1: <laughs> That's what I can <laughs> uh, uh, say. I'm going to go. I, I'll go draw. I'll go draw. I, you know what? I'm gonna say Charlotte pulls it out. Took okay. the season with a home win. Yeah,
3: okay. in no, their new jerseys. I, I don't think that you know we'll see, but okay, okay. I think Charlotte is going to be in the middle, in the okay. middle of the pack. Okay. All right, Cincinnati home to Houston. Ooh, oh, ben this, Olsen's
1: first game in charge of Houston. By yeah, the way. This,
3: I'm gonna say Cincinnati. Cincinnati. A whooping. Yep. Brandon
1: Vasquez. Yeah, braced. they got some work to do
3: <laughs> down in Houston. Got
1: some, I think <laughs> FC Cincinnati actually are uh, like a like a. Outside chance to win the league, or at least have a great, great season. That's yeah. that's I'm throwing it out there. Shout out to Pat Noonan, the guy that's the man. Yeah. Okay, next um, one. Next one.
3: DC home to Toronto. Toronto that's about D- to put home. the work in. I'll tell you I'll that say right
1: draw. Man. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm
2: gonna that say that DC
3: team is weak.
1: Yeah, but
2: man, if if you saw what I saw with Toronto, it was I'll say not, draw, I'll say draw, I'll say draw. On the counter, good, but they they just don't look. They got they just got a lot of players. They got to work through and, and get get settled in. But so you think, I'm, I'm well, say, well, who's oh, coaching
1: that team? Go. Heath, who's coaching Toronto? Is it my Mikey or is it Bob? Oh, Bob. Bob's in charge. <laughs> Bob's coach and
2: sporting director there. That's so true. he's bringing in. he's signing these players. Yeah, but then he they're, could, they're working. You, what
3: in. Jimmy's saying is he could be sporting director, but M- Mikey's still the coach.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment from Heath. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get a chance to ask that question.
3: <laughs> Miami, all home, up. home to Montreal. Ooh.
1: Well, Montreal losing their coach from last year, Wilford Nancy, to Columbus. I'm going to mm-hmm. say I like Miami. I think I think they're going to do it at home.
3: Not only did they lose him, they lost Ishmael Kone.
1: Well, yeah, they lost uh, a yeah, player. But just in terms of influence yeah. and how they want to be organized, uh, I think that uh, Inter-Miami has got a little bit more stability in that way. And they added Joseph Martinez, who I think is going to be with a big chip on his shoulder scoring some goals this year.
3: Yeah, I think Miami absolutely spanks him. No no, George A. Mihailovic, no Ishmael Kone. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No Nazi. Yeah, it, for me, it's it's not there. Orlando home to Red Bulls. Oof.
1: Heath, as a former Red Bulls player, you go first. Yeah, um, man, mm. I, I think I think Orlando win that. I like Orlando too. I think they're another dark horse.
3: Uh, I I'm I agree Reading with all of cup, you. And Red of. Bulls Red Bulls are usually good on the road though. They're better on the road than they are at home, just because they're aggressive as hell and teams don't usually sit back. So I, I'm going to go with Orlando, but I think it'll be closer than we think. Philadelphia okay. home to the Crew. Oh, the union about to go. Doop, doop, I'm gonna. Doop, I'm gonna go. Doop, doop, doop,
1: doop, doop. Uh, yeah. But, but I think the crew are gonna be good and, and, and improved and a lot more fluid and organized under under Wilford no, Nancy see. than Caleb Porter.
3: Yeah. Um, Austin home to St. Louis.
1: Uh, I'll go Austin. Austin. Yeah. <sighs>
3: oh,
2: man. Saint, Saint Louis, sorry, St. Louis. St.
3: Louis. I don't even uh, know Austin's where we're gonna get. Maybe at home. Rock, I'll give them, I'll give it that bump at home. You know yeah. that first season at MLS is gonna be bumpy. It's going to be an adjustment. Dallas, home to Minnesota. Uh, I
1: don't. Know. What's yeah. up with Reynoso? Is, is he back? Uh, he doesn't.
3: He doesn't want to play
1: there. Okay, so I'll go with Dallas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, La Galaxy, LaFC, no home game. We're Rose talking Bowl. Rose Bowl.
1: But the Galaxy used to play at the Rose Bowl. Their former home. I'll I'll lean towards the Galaxy, just because of that nostalgia. But okay. I think that LaFC are obviously. <clears throat> still yeah. favorite
3: to win the league. Let's let's hear Heath. He's the, he's the the fan, the super fan.
2: I I could see it being a a, a draw. I mean LA LA Galaxy looked get off the fence Heath. in a lot of ways.
3: Yeah.
2: LAFC I haven't paid as much attention to this this preseason but obviously the favorites. I mean I just hope that it's another 4-3 or 3-3 or whatever but I I could see it being a draw on this one. It's just early in the season. Still a little bit of a uh, still Stealing a little
1: bit of rust Stealing it out. Uh,
3: I I like I like Caceres. Uh, in the back, Caceres, he's so calm on the ball, good defender. Uh, so, with him and Mavinga, I think that partnership could be very good. And
2: Caceres is older, though. I mean, that's. Yeah, uh, but last year, we me to see Jalen Neal, man. We want, we yeah, want, it, it, is, it is LA Galaxy's obligation to develop our national team players. Play How many more game. games
1: do we have?
3: Can you imagine, though? You're Jalen Neal, you're, you get a January camp. You, you kind of show out. Everyone's like, oh, all right. Now we got a, a, a young player to look forward to. My man ain't playing. Hmm. <laughs> oh, the ego. Um, I'm going to go Galaxy win 3-2 here. Goals. Okay. Okay. There, this, this is a game. Portland home to Sporting Kansas City. Ooh.
1: Draw. Draw. <laughs> of course. As a former sporting player. Or I, no, actually, it wasn't a former sporting player. former Kansas City Wizards player. But I will say draw.
3: Yeah. Um, this one's – Portland's good at home. You know that. I know That's, that. Another. SKC. I'm going to go with Portland at home. Okay, great. Vancouver hosting RSL.
1: <sighs> I'll say draw actually, but I could see RSL stealing this one.
2: Uh, I like Vancouver.
1: Okay, to win this. Check. I'm going to go RSL. And that's it, huh? We're good with the games. Uh, and you can and find Seattle, all of them on Apple TV. Seattle maybe. hosting oh.
3: Colorado is the last one. Seattle, Seattle. Yeah, uh, Seattle. There we go. That's it. All right.
1: That's Let's it. Go. That's our show. Nice. Thank you for listening to In Soccer. We trust, as always. So perhaps on behalf, excuse me, uh, producer Des, producer Alex, Charlie, and Heath, and myself, Conradinho, cream cheese, Conrad. Thank you. We appreciate you. Enjoy MLS this weekend. Enjoy any games that you're watching this weekend. And we will see you on a Monday. Later.